Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore, and I have a very interesting subject to talk with you about today as we look at an update on the signs of the times of our generation. But first, a word of prayer. Oh, Father in heaven, thank you in our great Messiah Yeshua's name for all of our viewers that are with us today. I pray that you would bless them, Father. I pray that you would bless our work, bless our program today, Father and that you would get glory and help us to watch therefore and be ready. We ask this, Father, in our Savior, Messiah, Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever noticed that biblical words and uh, ways of discussing the things that are going on in our world today are really from the Scriptures? And that those terms and ways of thinking and speaking about the, the, the things going on in the world today, these things are mentioned by people who are not believers in Messiah Jesus and even those who would scoff at the words of Messiah Jesus, yet they talk about the things that are going on in the way our Savior Jesus did. It's inescapable. The signs of the times and the times of the signs. I'll show you what I mean. Uh, we're going to start in Matthew chapter 24, and we're just, we're just going to touch on the four birth pains to make this point. It's so relevant for all of us today. And so uh, the disciples in the first century of Messiah Jesus, they had asked him, what will the signs of your coming be in, in the end of the age? And then in verse 4 of Matthew 24, he says, and Jesus answered, and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And what our Savior is telling us here is that there are going to be terrible things that will happen in every generation, down through the centuries, but these things are not necessarily uh, things that point to that generation that we'll see these signs come together that he's going to discuss that point to his coming to sit on the throne of David. And certainly before that even, the rapture, that which we are to be watching and looking for. And, and things change in verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these 
are the beginning of sorrows. And once again, I've said this on the program before, uh, the beginning of sorrows there speaks of a woman going into labor in old English terms. She's entering the time of her sorrows, and, and so it speaks of birth pains. What's the first of the four? And realize these things have been happening down through time, but now in this time of birth pangs, these four things have come together and are working in conjunction with one another, getting closer in frequency and intensity, just like birth pains. Now in English, it says nation will rise against nation, but actually the, uh, the Greek, biblical Greek word there is ethnos. Ethnic group will rise up against ethnic group and kingdom against kingdom, which is also a, an ancient Hebraism for global war. So this started in World War I and World War II like never before. And incidentally, both those global wars uh, facilitated the Jewish people coming back to the land of Israel, which is the fig tree, which is the next primary sign. They may not be talking a lot about that today. Anyhow, with these birth pains, this, this ethnic violence culminated with a term uh, uh, defining six million Jewish people being killed in World War II, the Holocaust. And Holocaust, that, that word comes from the Septuagint, which is a Greek translation of the Hebrew Scriptures. It's a term used, uh, speaking of Moses and the Mosaic Law and Exodus and Numbers, with regard to a burnt sacrifice, holocaustos in the Greek. And that term was borrowed, used from the Bible to define the Holocaust, the, the killing of six million Jews in World War II. It's a biblical word. And from that, a word was coined called genocide. Uh, in 1944, that word was used. And since then, and I was reading recently, there hasn't been one year that has gone by in World War II. There has not been one year since World War II that has gone by that there hasn't been war somewhere in the world, often involving ethnic group against ethnic group. And, and frankly, genocide is something that doesn't surprise anybody today. And we just live our lives out while genocide is taking place somewhere in the earth often through the decades, through the times since World War II. And, and so that's one example. And, and then he speaks of famine. Famine, the second birth pain. Now think of this. Not only are there more hungry people on the planet now than ever before in human history, at the same time of this ethnos against ethnos spiking like never before, but also... I was in Africa recently, and I'm going to be giving a, a, a missions report on our trip to Rwanda and Burundi. It was amazing. But while I was there, newspaper articles, video articles about a biblical locust invasion. Billions of locusts are threatening, wiping out the crops in East Africa, causing great famine. I was watching the videos, looking at articles while I was there, and they were talking about it. What was I teaching on? I was teaching on these things in the churches there in Rwanda and Burundi while this was taking place. And, and it was one of the reasons they were calling it biblical proportions is because the threat was, was such that it could increase to being 500 times worse 
in the very near future, this locust invasion. How could billions and billions of locusts increase to 500 times worse than that current situation? And so they were using the term biblical and apocalyptic. The word apocalypse is the Greek way of saying the revelation, the book of Revelation. And then the next birth pain, of course, is pestilence, diseases. And, and look at the diseases all over the place. You wouldn't have to search very far on the internet to find biblical or apocalyptic uh, joined together with what's going on with these viruses and diseases around the world. Think of this. I was returning from Africa and when this coronavirus it was jumping out on the scene so badly, and when I went to the airport to return to Israel, the staff at the airports are wearing masks. And many people on planes are wearing masks. And we really don't even think much about that now, right? People just think, well, you know, if I'm traveling, I've got to put my mask on. That's the generation we live in, folks. That's the generation we live in. And... And then, of course, the earthquakes that Messiah Jesus speaks of here with regard to the birth things, the earthquakes. And I did a search today. I was looking on the internet, apocalyptic earthquakes. Yes, these signs are real, folks. They are biblical. They are apocalyptic. They do point to the coming of our Savior in the clouds for us, and then this time of the earth's greatest trouble. If you go down to Matthew 24, 21, uh, and by the way, uh, from Matthew 24, 9, all the way down to verse 28, he speaks of this time of great tribulation. Our Savior Jesus speaks of this time of great trouble on the earth, and here's how he describes it in verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. The greatest trouble... Now, you think of World War I, you think of World War II, you think of some of the uh, calamities that have taken place down through history. And our, our Lord and Savior, Messiah Jesus, tells us, He says, no, this will be worse than ever, past, present, future. This will be the worst ever in the world. That's what these birth pangs are pointing to. And I believe with all my heart, this sovereign and loving Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is shouting to the world, even through secular sources and through sources who scoff. He's shouting, get ready. Get ready. Get right with the Lord. Get ready. And this is the hour we live in. And that's exactly what we should do. Well, how do I get ready? Well, watch therefore and be ready. Well, how do I do that? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back in just a moment. Our Messiah Jesus commanded his followers to go and make disciples. And we're confident in him that the Watch Therefore message is helping to make faithful servant disciples all over the world as the Watch Therefore television program is now seen in over 200 countries, potentially in 200 million homes. Join with us as we help others learn to watch therefore and be ready. Along with our Watch Therefore television ministry, we also have our ministries blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. According to Romans 1.16, that tells us to take the gospel to the Jew first, blessing Israeli believers. 
and then to the nations, poured out for the nations. Blessing Israeli Believers was co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan, and myself as we partner with Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus to be a shining light in Israel. And then to the nations with our ministry poured out for the nations through which we take the gospel, discipleship, the Watch Therefore message to many countries in Africa and other places as well. Now let me tell you one of the best ways to follow along with what's going on in these ministries is through through our newsletters Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations, you can sign up for our monthly newsletters. Go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, and sign up with the newsletter so you can know how to pray and partner with this ministry. I'm going to talk to you about prayer and financial support for our ministries, but first let me say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please do not send any money into this program. It's our desire that you would be our guest and receive Messiah Jesus as your Savior and Lord. But for those who want to participate, you don't want to just be a spectator, but a participant. You can pray and give and help us in our kingdom work. We can partner together in getting out the Watch Therefore message, blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus and partnering with them and going to the nations with the gospel and discipleship and the Watch Therefore message. There's three primary ways that you can financially partner. You can give to the Watch Therefore television media. If you enjoy this program and are glad it's on the air in your area, you can help keep it on by praying and also sending in your financial support. Also, as you give, you can give to Blessing Israeli Believers and then also our ministries poured out for the nations as you support our gospel and discipleship work in the nations. Go to watchtherefore.tv, find out more details, or you can send in a check and you can see on the screen how you can give by post. I encourage all of our viewers to get a copy of my new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. With a donation of any amount, we'll send you a copy of Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. It's important that you put ATB in the notes section, either online or in the memo section of your check. Use the information on the screen there. This book will help you experience in greater measure the blessings the Lord has for you in this critical hour. Welcome back to Watch Therefore and our special Signs of the Times Watch Therefore update. In the first part of our program, I discussed with you the four birth pains, the four signs the Lord spoke of, of things that have been happening down through time, but that will be working in conjunction with one another like never before in frequency and intensity. And those four things are ethnic violence and global violence and famine and pestilences, diseases, and earthquakes. And we spoke about our Savior telling us this time, about this time of tribulation, trouble that the world has never seen, uh, the worst ever. And then our Savior goes into other signs like the fig tree, the physical rebirth pointing to the spiritual rebirth of Israel when our Savior Jesus returns and we return with him to sit on the throne of David. And then it talks about the days of Noah and very, very clearly, excuse me, speaks of the rapture, uh, that time where the Lord will be 
returning like a thief in the night. He'll be coming like a thief in the night in the clouds for his people, taking us up to that place he's been preparing for us. That's when two will be working in one place and one will be taken the other left. And, and all over the world, there will be people who will be taken up. We who are watching for this king to come. Hallelujah. And uh, we spoke about, or I discussed with you, that I would mention then, what do we do? How do we get ready as we're watching for our Savior? How do we get ready? Well, in the book of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, it's a very similar scenario to Matthew chapter 24. Now, there are some distinctions, but these, these signs are mentioned there as well, along with that time of great trouble. And just after telling us about that time of great trouble, our Savior says this in Luke 21. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Here's our instructions. Here's our warning about this generation. He says, take heed to yourselves, govern yourself, and arrange your life around the reality and truths our Savior talks about for us in this generation. Yes, so your heart won't be weighed down with carousing, which means engaging in the world's excesses of debauchery. That's what that word means in this context here. And drunkenness, and we know what that is. And the cares of this life. Don't be consumed. Don't let your heart be weighed down with the cares of this life, which you have to be very intentional. I certainly do about not letting that happen because we're engaged with the things of the word of the Lord and who he says we are and what we're to be doing in this generation. So that that day when he comes for us in the clouds, it won't be something that we're surprised by. We will be ready and it will be a snare to those who dwell on the face of the earth. And he says this, watch therefore, watch therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. We should be praying and watching and ready for that day when the Lord comes for us and takes us to that place he's been preparing for us. That's what we should do. Don't do this, but do this. Don't let your heart be weighed down with the cares of this life. Don't be ensnared with the things of this world, right? No, be watching and praying and getting ready for our Savior to come for us in the clouds. Now, incidentally, sadly, I have to mention something. There's this goofy teaching out there. It's really bad teaching that, that somehow this isn't talking about the rapture, and it can't mean this because uh, nobody is worthy to go to heaven. Nobody's worthy to go up in the rapture. That's foolishness. This is a Hebraic saying from that time, and I'm going to give you some good cross-references to show you. This is people who These are people who have received Messiah Jesus as Savior by grace and mercy, and His grace and mercy is working out of their lives and, and that we're cooperating with his grace. We're obeying him. We're obeying his word, watching and ready. Take a look at this. Luke 20, 35. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Then in Acts chapter 5, verse 41. 
So they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And then there's the Thessalonian believers and disciples of Messiah Jesus. And they have turned away from idols to follow the living God, the God of the scriptures. And this term is used for them as well. We'll start in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, excuse me, we'll start in verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. It's simply a term of those who walk in faith in Messiah Jesus. Now, what I want to discuss with you as we go towards the ends of the program here is what we should be doing as we're watching for the return of the Lord, okay? We should be sharing the gospel with the lost because the only thing you can take with you to heaven are faithful servant disciples that you've been influencing and making as a faithful servant, disciple of Messiah Jesus yourself. You should want to hear these words, well done, thy good and faithful servant, from the lips of our Savior. And one of the things that you need to do to hear those words is to make faithful servant disciples yourself. You should be sharing the gospel. You should be planting seeds and watering seeds as the Lord gives the increase. And, and one of the things I've noticed is there's like two extremes that are deceptive uh, with regard to Bible prophecy. There are those who don't care about Bible prophecy. They're not paying attention at all. Yeah. And there's the other extreme of those who are so into Bible prophecy and, and studying the details of it, which is great, but they don't do anything with it. They, it doesn't provoke them to share the gospel. Hello? No, since these things are true, we should be paying attention. We should be awake. And these things should provoke us to share the gospel of Messiah Jesus with people. Well, I'm not an evangelist. Well, fine. According to Ephesians 4, that means that you won't be responsible to equipping this, for equipping the saints in the church, teaching them how to share the gospel, right? Because in Ephesians 4, we see that the Lord gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. That you're not an evangelist just means that's not your responsibility with that office in the body of Messiah. But every believer in Messiah, Jesus is responsible to share the gospel, right? We don't all have the gift of mercies, but we're all responsible to show mercy, right? We're, we don't all have the gift of giving, but we're all responsible to give to the kingdom work, yes? You may not have the gift of evangelism, but certainly if you're born again in Messiah Jesus and you wanna have a good day when you stand before him, you will be sharing the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is that our Messiah Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he rose again on the third day. And that we are to warn others the truth in love. We are to share with them that they've sinned against God. Yes, and he commands all men everywhere to repent, to change your mind about your sin, to turn away from your sin and believe, put your trust and faith alone in Messiah Jesus who died on the cross for your sins he was buried, hallelujah, on the third day. He rose again. 
that's everyone who's born again in the body of Messiah's responsibility. And, and like I heard a wonderful preacher recently say, he said, you know, if, if you have friends at work, if you have family, if you, others that you know personally, if you're not going to share the gospel with them, who would? Right? If you're not going to share the gospel. No, you've been placed in their lives to be a light in their darkness and to share the truth of the gospel. Uh, Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then to the nations. You're to have a, an intentional desire to see Jewish people saved and Gentiles saved. And there's uh, ways you can participate. Of course, you've heard about our ministry to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles, a great way to participate along with you and your own personal evangelism is also partnering with ministries like ours uh, that, that does that kind of work. Hallelujah. What we can take with us to heaven, our souls. And so we can watch, therefore, or order our lives to be pleasing to the Lord, watching for him to come. And that would include sharing the gospel with the lost. And I'm going to do that right now. Maybe you're watching today and you're not sure you're saved. Now you, get, you may go to church. You may have just, you may be half bombed out of your mind like I was when I watched Christian television at the beginning. Um, and you might be just surfing at the channels. I don't know. But know this, the Lord loves you. Time's running out very quickly and, and none of us is promised another day. And, and many around the world step into eternity and they go right into hell and they'll never come out of the lake of fire. No, listen, God loves you. You've sinned against him. You've broken his laws. You've cursed God's name. You've lied. You've stolen and, and many other things like, like me and everyone else. But he loves you. And if, if you confess to him, yes, you're a sinner, but you know that he loves you and you're ready to turn your life over to him and turn away from your old ways, he'll forgive you. Do you believe Jesus, the Lord, died on the cross for your sins and he was buried on the third day, rose again? Well, today, cry out to him, Jesus, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner. I, I want to turn away from my ways. I want to live a life that honors our Father in heaven. I want to be ready when you come for us in the clouds. And if you're praying a prayer like that, there's information at the bottom of your screen. We, we want you to use that so we can send a free brochure to you online or snail mail that will help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. Folks, there are certain things you just shouldn't play with. You know, you shouldn't play with electricity, right? You know, okay, you shouldn't play with these things. These are real things in your generation. And, and the best way to respond is the way the Lord would tell you to. Get saved, get on, get on fire for the Lord, get right with God in every way. And every day, watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us when? Any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. 
You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs. What